the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. What a great day to worship the Lord. Of course, every day is a great day to worship the Lord. So let's begin with prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we love you and praise you and honor you and worship you with all our heart, soul, and mind. And Lord, this is the day that you've made, so we're rejoicing, we're glad in it. And Lord, we pray for revival, we pray for our country, we pray for our our congregation, we pray for ourselves, Lord, that we would be truly, truly revived. And Lord, transform us so that we can have a testimony that we are ready in season and out of season because you are our Lord. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. Well, before we get started, let me just mention to you that We love to have your support, both prayerfully and financially. It helps us stay on the radio, so your generosity would be appreciated. I'd like to mention that Friday, the 26th uh, of March, at 7.30, we will have a night of worship with Joshua Aaron at our synagogue in South Tampa. He travels all over the world. He's one of the most anointed and popular worship leaders in the Messianic movement. He's going to be coming to us from Israel, where he lives with his family. And I would, if you haven't ever come to visit us, this is the time to come. It will be a great evening. Now, we only have a certain amount of seats. And so, uh, you know, please come a hair early. That would probably be good. Um, then Saturday night, the 27th of March begins Passover. And if you want us to send you a Haggadah, which is the booklet to help you celebrate, uh, the Passover Seder, um, call Karen at 813-831-5673. And I should be finished soon with the counting of the Omer book, which is a, 
uh, 50-day devotional between Passover and Shavuot, or you might call it Pentecost. Now, each of these booklets are $3, so uh, just tell Karen how many you want, and we'll be happy to send them to you, 813-831-5673. So my question to you today is, are you a testimony? I want to talk about testimony today. You know, Scripture is the testimony of who God is and what he has done. And so the the dictionary definition of a testimony is that it's the evidence or the proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. So Scripture is God's testimony, and it's the evidence of his faithfulness. Now, the assurance of God's faithfulness gives you and I confidence and faith. And so, as I read this week's parasha, I was struck by God's faithfulness. Now, you know the parasha is the weekly reading, and actually, the one that I'm talking about is last weekend. But uh, let's, we'll look at that in a minute. You know, I, I want to say this, because of God's faithfulness, I want to be faithful. Because he has a testimony, I want a testimony. I want to have it written on my heart, my relationship with God, so that others would see it and they'd see what God has done in me and what God can do in them. So as we read Exodus 31 about Shabbat or the Sabbath, God has put that testimony and faithfulness in my heart. Exodus 31, verses 12 and 13, Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak now to B'nai Yisrael, saying, Surely you must keep my Shabbatot, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generation, so you may know that I am Adonai who sanctifies you. So the first thing is that we see that surely you must. Must is an imperative. It's a commandment. It requires our faithfulness. You are to keep Shabbatot, God Shabbatot. Now, Shabbatot is the plural of Shabbat. And so it's the Sabbath. And so we would say, keep my Sabbaths. Um, and it could refer more than just, you know, a once a week type of Sabbath, which uh, I do on Saturdays and, and most, well, the people in the Messianic movement do it on Saturday. But also it could refer to the Leviticus 23, God's appointed times. Uh, because they are all considered Sabbaths that God requires us to keep. Now, keeping the Sabbath is a sign. It's a testimony of our faithfulness to God. Now, it's not only a sign and, 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 um, it, it's, it's for us. It's not just for other people. It's for us and it's also for our children. Very important that our children see what we do, because that's going to speak louder than words, right? And it's proof that not only do we know God, 
but it's proof that we know we are sanctified by him. Now, what does sanctified mean? Sanctified means we're set apart and we're made holy. And you have to know that you are sanctified and that God did that. Now, the Sabbath is so important to you because it is a sign that you are sanctified, but it's also, and it's proof, okay, it's proof because God says it in his word, but the Sabbath is also sanctified, meaning it is set apart and it is to be holy. Exodus thirty-one fourteen. therefore you are to keep the Shabbat because it is holy for you. There it is. It says it. Everyone who profanes it will die. For whoever does any work during Shabbat, that soul will be cut off from the midst of his people. So, first of all, Shabbat, or the Sabbath, is to be holy for us. And not just us being holy, but the actual day is holy. It's set aside. It's sanctified. And it even says here, if we profane it, which means disrespect it, we will be cut off from our people. And actually, it says, really, that we'll die. And I believe that is a spiritual death. But either way, and interesting enough, that it says that the soul will be cut off from the midst of his people. When you talk about his people, that doesn't sound like just Israel. It could be anybody. And that's an interesting thing to think about, okay? It's not just Israel. It's his people, whoever is his in this scripture. Exodus 31.15, work is to be done for six days, but on the seventh day is a Shabbat for, of, of complete rest, holy to Adonai. Whoever does any work on the Shabbat will surely be put to death. There again, we see the idea of working on Shabbat. Now, a couple of thoughts here. First of all, I want to say that it says that we are to work six days. So none of these four-day things that people want to do. It says we are to work six days. And the seventh day is complete rest. Holy to the Lord. Holy to Adonai. You know, Sunday was a work day in the Roman Empire until 321 when Roman Constant, uh, the Roman Empire Emperor Constantine issued a civil decree making Sunday a day of rest from labor. Saturday, the seventh day, was and is considered the Sabbath. Now, let me be clear here. I don't think I or anybody else should be criticizing if somebody wants to keep the Sabbath on Sunday. And let me say this. If you feel that you are keeping the Sabbath because you keep it on Saturday, let me ask you, do you keep it for 24 hours? Is it a complete rest for you? Or do you do things beyond that? 
In John 8, 7, it says, The sinless one among you, let him be the first to throw a stone. And so I would say that we should not be throwing stones. We should not be criticizing Sunday worship. We should not say that's been a lie from the church or any of these other things that they're not teaching the truth. Let's not go there. Look, Jacob or James 4.17 says, Therefore, whoever knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him it is sin. And I would say through the years in the church life, um, because everybody celebrates the Lord on Sunday there, um, they don't know that really it should be done on Shabbat. And so give them a pass, will you? Um, that's not the biggest thing I don't believe. And I'll tell you why in a moment. Let's keep reading. Exodus 31, 16 and 17. So B'nai Yisrael is to keep the Shabbat, to observe the Shabbat throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he ceased from work and rested. Now, children of Israel should keep the Sabbath. It doesn't say that other people shouldn't keep the Sabbath. It doesn't say. And keeping the Sabbath should be handed down to our children forever. And we should cease from work. We should rest. Well, what if your work requires you to work on Saturdays? Well, take the Shabbat another day. Look, you have to ask yourself, What is important to God's heart? What is the heart of Messiah, right? Is it the actual day that you get right, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday? Or is it actually taking a 24-hour period of rest and focusing on the Lord? What is more important to God? I think you can answer that. Look, keeping the spirit of Shabbat, is the testimony. It's not just the day. The testimony, remember, is evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. So if you are speaking to your neighbor and they see that on Wednesdays, because you work on the weekends, on Wednesdays you're keeping a Shabbat and you explain because it's one day out of seven and so it's to the Lord, That's a great testimony. That's a great testimony. That's really excellent. Now look, Isaiah 58, 13 and 14 says, If you turn back your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call Shabbat a delight, the holy day of Adonai, honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure, nor seeking your usual speech, then you will delight yourself in not an eye, and I will let you ride over the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your father Jacob, for the mouth of Adonai is spoken. So this is very clear. We are seeing that on Shabbat, we are not to do our own thing, not to seek our own pleasure, not to even speak our normal speech. So God's giving us strict understanding of what he wants out of Shabbat. He doesn't say it has to be on Saturday, though, with all due respect, I believe it should be on Saturday. But that's a whole nother thing, right? 
Okay. Exodus 30, 25 and 26. It will be a holy anointing oil. You are to anoint the tent of meeting with it, the ark of the testimony. So the ark of the testimony is that agreement made between God and the children of Israel at Mount Sinai. And it was called the ark of the testimony. It was proof of the agreement, right? Or when Moses in Exodus 32, 15 and 16 came down from the mountain with the two tablets and smashed them, then the tablets were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God engraved on those tablets. And the tablets were evidence of God's work. The tablets were a testimony. And when Moses smashed the tablets, he smashed God's testimony, which I believe is why there needed to be a second set of tablets. Look, Yeshua is the testimony or the evidence or the proof of God's love. John 3.16, you know it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Or Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. Look. This is the proof. This is the testimony. Then we receive the Holy Spirit so that we could be a testimony of Yeshua. Our testimony of Yeshua is shown by our lifestyle and our words that openly acknowledge our personal experience and relationship with Yeshua as our Messiah. You understand? Our testimony must be public because its purpose is to tell others What has happened to us on the inside? What God has done? You know, our transformation is our testimony, our evidence to other people that Yeshua is alive and changing lives. That's going to give hope to people. Our testimony is to give hope. Our testimony is both in words and in actions. Our testimony should be a reflection of Yeshua as we follow in his footsteps. Let's look at 1 Peter 2.21. Maybe you don't know this scripture. For you were called to this, because Messiah also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his footsteps. In his footsteps. Now, what I'm telling to you is that we all have to have a testimony. Because God has left us an example. As an example, we are the example. So that we might follow in his footsteps. Our testimony is when we give others the grace of God and the love of God. 2 Corinthians one twelve, especially, by the way, if it's not deserved, right? So here's what it says. For our reason for boasting in this, the testimony of our conscience that we behaved in the world and most especially towards you with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by human wisdom, but by the grace of God. So, It's not about how smart we are that we are uh, having a testimony. It's by the grace of God that is poured out not only on us, but we pour out that grace on others. Is that amazing, right? 
And so it's important how we behave in the world, as this scripture says. Look, you all know the scripture either from Deuteronomy or in this case, Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And Yeshua said to him, you shall love Adonai your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The entire Torah and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So our behavior, our our ability to show love to one another is a testimony of what God has done in our lives. Now, when people upset you, when people get you angry, when people disagree with you, are you able to keep your testimony? It's not just something written down. And by the way, I think it would be a great exercise for all of you to write down a testimony. We had a young lady last weekend who gave a 10-minute testimony of her year of 2020, which, honestly, she tried to commit suicide twice. And then God just spoke to her and rescued her, and she gave the scriptures and explained what she wants to do in the future, which is to help other people who feel like they want to commit suicide or or have some of those difficult issues. And so she wants to be involved and start actually a ministry to both believers and non-believers so that she can help them. And this is her testimony. But the testimony is not just going to be what she said last week. The testimony is going to be what she does in these next years. And so we will be watching her testimony. Your testimony is the evidence or proof provided by the existence of something one can see. So your testimony is the evidence of your faithfulness, right? Your faithfulness will give you confidence that you are not a hypocrite. So often we feel guilty because we're hypocrites in faith, but this will give you confidence the more you you do in faithfulness the more you'll realize that your heart is where it should be if you don't have this kind of testimony i pray that you would accept yeshua into your life if anybody does this today please call our office just say god i'm sorry for my sins lord i believe yeshua is my messiah and the atonement for my sins And God, I dedicate my life to you. Something simple like that. If you really want to do that with your heart today, or if you've done it with me, would you call our office? Remember, it's 813-831-5673. And speak to Karen, please. So I I just want to remind you, Joshua Aaron, Friday the 26th, 730, and our South Tampa Worship Center at Sharesh David, please come. He is, you will just enjoy it immensely because he brings down the power of God's spirit. He is just a great worship leader, and and, and we're going to have a time, an evening of worship. 
Secondly, I mentioned to you, if you want a Passover Seder, it starts March 20, uh, uh, a Passover Haggadah, I mean, a booklet, uh, for March 27th. When it begins, call Karen in our office. If you want to have our 50-day devotional, Accounting the Omer, call Karen and uh, we will get it out to you. They're $3 each. Karen is at 813-831-5673. Hope to see you soon. Uh, please feel free to uh, ask me questions. You can call the office or reach me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I pray for the power of your spirit, Lord, to be on all who have listened I pray that you would give each one of them a testimony and that their first priority would be that they would grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. In the name of Yeshua, amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 